The following is a KPB MediaWorks production. Choose your fighter. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Beadworks Podcast. You know what I'm saying? We here live and direct and in fact, you know, you may you may hear other voices in the back, but that's all background noise and all that good stuff. You know, this is actually my official podcast. I ain't take nothing from nobody, didn't borrow nothing, you know. This is just how I do. You know, I got I got some ill setups and stuff, you know, I got you know, this COVID stuff, people have been working hard, you know. I put my money into this podcast. So hope y'all enjoy this first episode that I, I, I'm i coming out. You know, the the, B, the DCB podcast, you know, name pending. You know, it, it could change next week. Oh, my gosh. Stop stealing my stuff, Curtis. Why do you always got to do this, man? Why, man? Guys, Love welcome you. to the KPB podcast. This is Rodimus Prime here. I'm here with your favorite, your uncle, your swindler, <laughs> DCB Dynamic Custom B Works, Curtis. Curtis, what's up, man? What's going on, man? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. You know, you know the, the heel DCB thing is still alive in effect, but we also got to do the hashtag wellness check. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that, that that that's that that's the other thing we got going on. So if you see a lot of negative things happening in FGC, you just hit them with the hashtag wellness check. Like my status about the Smash players when the Minecraft uh <laughs> dude got announced. You know what Smash players was all talking about. I ain't gonna play this game anymore. And I'm like, yo, Smash, oh, man. you guys good? <laughs> hashtag wellness check, just making sure you guys is all right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Check on the welfare people, man. People and then and then, and then shout outs to the homie uh Shimblanca, Larry. You know, he a Falcons fan. <laughs> you know, y'all know what happened when the Falcons played Dallas. I was like, yo, hey tail, y'all good? Hashtag wellness check. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, that 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 that's what that's the new thing we doing now, you know what I mean? Oh man. <laughs> Never you know ATL, you, you know, ATL stands for all time losing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh man, this is gonna be a rough one. <laughs> so, you you are in a interesting spot in the community, right? You're you're like pretty much everyone loves you, which is kind of a hard thing to do in this community. For like everyone loves you for the most part. You you you've been all over. You you've had you oh you still have excuse me your your success with uh our dynamic is to be works. Um, how did this all start for you? Like, how, how did how did this all start for you? The whole thing was before I get into that. The whole view is if you remember watching Luke Cage, and you remember how Pop's Barbershop was in Switzerland. Like, nothing bad goes on. You know, you keep it neutral with everyone. That that's right. just how I've been carrying myself from from jump. Right. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta be neutral with everybody if it comes to business and personal, you know. And the whole I can talk smack about you directly means I can ride with you. You know what I mean? You know how I treat y'all 
You know, I, I, I can talk my smack, mess around with y'all. You know, we good people. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can't do that with you, then you know what I mean. Then I can't, I can't mess with you. Right. Well, but, and even then, you're definitely the Switzerland of the FGC. Uh, you just been very, very. I mean, you and and you do it in such a way where you still have your opinions, you still have your thoughts and ideas, but you display them in a way where, hey, it's just me. I'm not here to offend you. You know, this is just how I rock, and people always right. respect you for it. So, right, right. But let's go back to I want to say probably 2011. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was at ECT. One, uh, ECT was like, I think ECT three was my first like actual like major event. You know, because we've gone into a whole bunch of locals and XYZ because you know Delaware FDC, you know Nas Hitman, uh. Uh, for all that don't know, Ninja CW was a Delaware original. Rest in peace to Ninja CW. Rest in peace. Uh, Boo, Decent, uh, Cosmic, Brandon. That was like the core of the Delaware FGC. And, you know, we used to travel up and down the East Coast. We would go to uh, Battle Circuit every week. And we would also go to uh, eight on the break every week as well too. So we in the car rolling like five, six deep every Tuesday, Wednesday, like coming up to New York, New Jersey, you know, to get to grind and get better. And then of course, you know, we go down to Xanadu every like Friday, Saturday, especially for the monthlies and stuff to uh, get good for that too. Um, but circle back 2011, going to ECT, I had, uh, got a beat from this dude who, like, way overcharged, you know what I mean? But he was, like, doing it publicly and stuff. And then the missus came back, and she was like, hey, she saw what I got, and she was like, you know, we probably can do this. And... So we got some stuff from, you know, your local craft store and went from there. You know, we just started building stuff. I took, I gave a lot of stuff to the Delaware guys for free. You know, their favorite characters, X, Y, Z. And we'll go from there. Uh, I would also, when E was doing, um, Copas, like Copa, the his bar battles, yeah, yeah, yeah bar battles, Copa Commander, yeah, yeah, at the Copa, mm-hmm. I'm giving stuff out free to people, you know, doing the whole like hip hop vibe type thing, like Wu Tang Clan, where they are selling stuff out their trunk, you know what I mean? Before like stuff would hit store, I'm just giving stuff to free, like yo, what character you like? Boom, here you go, you know, just spreading everything word of mouth, like hey, where'd you get that from? Oh, you know, you go go see Curtis. You know, he he do all that stuff. And I think my breakout point was the very first final round I went to. I can't remember the year to. I think it was 2013 or 2014 was my first final round. 
And I went there. Hold on one sec. Got a you know little kid in the background. <laughs> it's quite alright. Alright, there you go. Want to say hello to everybody? You're too busy playing Sonic. <laughs> the, this, this. Uh, sorry to derail the story. No, it's she's beating the first. She, she's beating the first level of Sonic One on her own, <laughs> and the second level of the, original Sega Genesis Sonic. That's the like, on her own, and I'm just looking at her. I'm just like, and she's only three, and I'm just like, well, here we go. It's all we go. That's it. It's gonna be Wombo Combo um, you in a few years. Exactly, <laughs> but. Go back to the story. Go to my first final round. And this is all before, you know, artist alleys, the tables, and everything being, like, widely available to the FGC. I had, me and the missus had made a bunch of characters. I had them in a a cardboard box because I was working at Regal Theater at the time. And I took a pretzel, I took like some pretzel boxes back of me and I filled them up with characters. And uh, Coop, shout out to uh, my OG from uh, Maryland. He introduced me to Larry and, this, and put everything in motion and Coop had influence. He's like, yo, just go to the middle of the ballroom and start and just sell. So I opened up shop in the middle of the ballroom in the main ballroom final, that final round and sold out everything. That's what's up. And that's when you were, you were onto something. You were onto, and then yeah, it literally was just like I come back to her. I'm like, yo, we we can make some legit cash here and do a service because the stuff wasn't widely available. Right. You know what I mean? So come Civil War, Civil War Four. Or five. That was the first event that Trish came with me and we sold out a hotel room. And from then on, you know, she would come to events. And this is all still before we had tables and everything. We're selling, making and selling everything out the hotel room. People would ask, like, yo, where'd you get that from? Like, go to this hotel, go to this room right here. Yep. They, got, they take care of you. And then. It just caught on like wildfire, and then Big E, shout out to shout out to Eric Small. Summer Jam Seven was the first event I had a table at. Okay. So it was no more hustling out no, the no more out the back of the hatchback at, at the back of the hatchback, <laughs> the hotel room, whatever. We making everything in person. That's what's so up. So Summer man. Jam Summer Jam Seven was the first table Trish and I had. Did very well, and it just went on from there. Um, uh, The beads introduced me to a lot of people. And the other thing is way before Capcom Cup and, you know, all these leagues and, you know, companies coming into play and doing all these tours and everything, you know, pop bonuses weren't necessary thing at, 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 at majors. Right. I, always made sure i told e i told larry i told whatever event i was at i was like yo put my table fee to whatever game doesn't have a pot bonus so a lot of people don't know that 
that I did a lot of hot bonuses for a lot of games. Oh yeah, over over the years. We we know that we definitely knew you did. You always put in. You always gave back to the community. It wasn't like this. Because that a money grab for you. Whole, yeah. Right. That was the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, you know, money makes the world go round and everything, but the community was letting me do what I wanted to do, so I didn't have to work a traditional nine to five or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Where I can make some cash, be all right. Hi, baby. <laughs> Here you go. Go sit down and play with some Play-Doh. <laughs> so, yeah, the community allowed me to do what I needed to do, supported me, so I gave back. You know, that's just how you're supposed to do everything. You know, you got to give back to to the community, the players, and make sure everybody's taken care of. You know, that's just how I was raised up on, you know, because we all, we all know this, you know, compared to, like, the cup, the other esports and everything, you know, the FTC is fighting over nickels and dimes right? compared to, you know, your League of Legends, CSGO, Call of Duty, Fortnite, et cetera, et cetera. You know Bottom of I mean? the totem pole. Always right. Been. So what about what about Curtis before DCP? I know you had to have you're a gamer. You 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 recognize the gaming community. Uh was it always just fighting into you? Like what 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 are your gaming influences? Like what what, what did you go up on? See, it was not always about fighting games for me. Yeah, I was competitive and all, but shout out to my older brother. My older brother is the one that got me in the video games to begin with. Um, take it back to like circa 80s when all three of us, actually all four of us lived in the house together at the time. I had my own room, but my brothers had the whole attic of the house. So there was like four different rooms in the attic and they all had beds and stuff. And they had a Nintendo entertainment system. And the uh, yeah, the NES. So when they were out of the house and I was in the house with like my dad and my mom, I'd sneak up into the attic to to play games. You know, I'd be very careful about this stuff because you know it's it's older boys and everything, you know, there's rough housing, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, if anything got you you know how it goes, man. Yeah. You getting beat up by older brothers for <laughs> for touching the stuff, messing up stuff. You know that that's just what it was. But <laughs> then one day he see me playing uh, uh Super Mario or whatever, and pro wrestling. Pro wrestling, yeah, and, yeah, the, the classics, man. <laughs> and yeah, they they would beat my ass in these games, but I still would play. You know, my brother would always pick Ken, King Slender. King I Slender. would never. Backbreaker. He always picked King Slender <laughs> with the backbreaker. Yep. Hit me backbreaker like 20 times before he pinned me. <laughs> you, you, you know, it's uh, all it's already done. Like after like two or three. Yeah, it's already done. <laughs> it's it's already done. Pour salt in the wound. <laughs> but you know, it just would have me keep coming back. And then eventually my mom, rest in peace. My mom was a principal. So education was always first and foremost in the house before anything. And she didn't care what y'all did. As long as the grades was on point, no one was on drugs, no one was on alcohol. But she would support any and all habits 
as long as grades is on point. So eventually she got me she got me my own NES, so I didn't have to sneak in my brother's room and stuff. But my brother was a serious influence of just about everything like me because uh, for my brothers, there's 18 to 21 year age gap between us. So technically they all could be my fathers if you want to view it like that. But I, a lot of them, a lot of their influences is what helped raise me and how the standards that I adhere to to this day. You know what I mean? That's what's up. Yeah. But as far as like gaming, gaming, y'all know I like my beat em ups. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm heavy in the Streets of Rage, heavy in the River City Ransom. Yes. Like all that stuff. Because, uh, like I said, Golden Axe was another classic on the Genesis. I was a Genesis kid growing up. Okay. I was one of the. There was a lot of gamers in the community in the in my in my neighborhood, but I was a one Genesis kid. Everyone else was on Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, you were the one outcast. <laughs> right, but you. Games all day. You know, I go over there to play Super Nintendo, then people come to my crib to play. That, that uh, last part, could you repeat? Because you had like a little freeze. Oh, sorry. Uh, the community I grew up in, everyone was on Super Nintendo grind. Mm -hmm. I was the only Genesis kid. Um, but, you know, kids growing up, you know, you can go to each other's houses, hang out, chill, play games and stuff. So if they want to play Super Nintendo, we go to another person's house. But if we want to play Genesis, everyone will come over to my crib. Right. And the other thing is we had carpet in the house, so you had no shoes on no in the house. On. And you left all your shoes at the door. And when my mom would get home from work, my mom, like I said, my mom didn't care how many people were over as long as no house party or nothing. Right. But you always can count the pairs of shoes of how many people <laughs> were over in the house. Definitely. And she let you rock as long as you, 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 uh, by, by her rules, kept your grades right. up. That's cool, man. I know my mom flip out. I had more like the one person in the house, man. Nah, we. My house. <laughs> I was one of the the hubs in the in the community because if we weren't at like two other people' houses, everyone else, everyone be at my crib. We'd be gaming or we playing uh, basketball outside, just shooting around or playing manhunt. Right. You know what I mean? Because I mean, there was there was a good balance of stuff between staying indoors and playing out playing outdoors you know it wasn't like hey we're just gaming all day 24 7 right definitely you know like compared to today's generation i think they could they these kids can sit in front of some sort of screen for 24 hours and i think like mm -hmm. for us we're older we didn't we did stuff outside too i i enjoyed playing tag and man on uh you know all mother street games we did you know and and, and well into my teens you know we we, we did make a balance because there is a, a time for like camaraderie and friendship away from gaming and away from right. you know electronics and those kind of things kind of just like enjoying the outside world together you know mm -hmm. and what happens because i mean that. another thing my mom you know of course we get in trouble and she knew that taking away like oh you can't go outside i could do anything else but i couldn't go outside that, like, even that would hurt I was grounded <laughs> like i grounded i could sit there play games watch tv but i could go not outside. go outdoors and that really it hurt you you think yeah okay so what i'm home i can no you want to actually go out and interact with people right everyone and, else is having fun yeah and you're just like nope 
having to play Ninja Gaiden and it pisses you off and right. <laughs> and but yeah. Uh but yeah, fighting games wasn't all about me. Uh, I played everything. Right. But what got to me was shooters, FPS games. Okay. That's where my first taste of like actual competition was. What was your first FPS? Uh, my first FPS was Return of Castle Wolfenstein on PC. Oh, nice. Not the not Wolfenstein 3D and all that stuff. It was Return of Castle Wolfenstein on PC. Hold on one second, guys. She's so adorable. <laughs> this break has been brought to you by Dynamic Custom Beeworks. Check them out at dynamiccustombeeworks.com. We should get like a discount code. Discount code DCB cast. <laughs> there you go. Say hello. You want to say hello, Rodney? Mm-mm. No. No. Okay. Ouch. Ouch. Just like a daddy. So well, you want to just sit here? Okay. But yeah, <laughs> Return of Castle Wolfenstein 3D. No, Return of Castle Wolfenstein was my first FPS that I took legitly serious because. Uh, TWL and Cal were both leagues, and they had uh, different levels of uh, competition. They had the beta, uh, alpha, and the invite. So when you're first starting out, you go into beta league, and all the games were uh, 6v6. So you're running with clans and stuff, and everyone had, like, their different specialty. And before even being known as DCB, with a dynamic custom beadworks, my uh, gamer tag is six shot. Okay. And six shot, if you don't know, is a Decepticon from Transformers. Yes. My arguably my favorite Transformer, and I still have the toy to this day, which is sitting on my ledge. Nice, nice. If you, I can still I can grab it real quick. Hold on. Just some history here. Six shot. I have not seen that toy in like ever. Oh man, this it's is this thing right here. Yeah, this oh, yeah. is my persona, the still transformer, and the reason why I picked him as picked as a, a handle was because he can transform in six different things, and me, I can play whatever spot. I was a flex person, so I can play whatever spot was needed for the clan. I'm like, hey, you need me to snipe? Cool. You need me to do engineer to blow up stuff? Cool. You need me to just Soldier around and kill people. Got you. That's what's up. So, uh, it was an open for a couple seasons, and then we go into the alpha leagues, and then we get into invite. Hmm. And if you didn't know, RTCW was a, a Quake game, pretty much. This is when Quake Three Arena was hot was like on fire now let me let me ask you for a second we'll wait just to throw you off just a little bit i, I got the access i know from my experience back then i was a bit of a csgo this counter-strike before we csgo um, right i played that a, a little team fortress back in the the early uh half-life days and stuff like that i know for a fact that there wasn't many brothers on the scene 
that played FPSs. Um, how was that for you? Did you were you like the only, you know, black guy? Yeah, yeah. Like I was like, truth be told, I was like one of like ten people, ten uh, black people that played this game. And like so, the whole community, and like the whole community, and you know we go to QuakeCon every year, mm-hmm. and you know before QuakeCon became what it is now, when it was still like the BYOC, bring your own computer, due to uh, the the giant land, uh, do tournaments and all that stuff, and you know I was like one of like ten black people there. You know, and I, I think of us like it, it didn't bother me because it was just like I grew up in an area where diversity was a thing. You know, I had a lot of white friends, a lot of Asian friends, a lot of Puerto Rican friends, a lot of Spanish friends, some French, you know, Irish, XYZ, Filipino. Yeah, the whole know, melting so pot. The, the literally whole melting pot. And that's why I'm the, per- the way I am because I'm open minded. I was right. not raised. You know, to dislike, hate, you know, based on their color of skin, right. religion, sexuality, X, Y, Z, because I have friends that serve all those spots that, that serve, serve everything, right. you know, but, like but, even in high school. And even then, yeah. I, I know I know you're not like that, but were you were, were you treated any different when people uh, some in some in some cases? Yeah. You know, because, you know, it is what it is. You know, people look at the color of skin before. They actually get to know you, and then you know people would be like, "Oh, you know, he can't do this." And you know, when people talk that the shit, you know, it kind of like fuels you to be like, "All right, I hope I see you in a tournament." You know what I mean? I was like, "This show it, definitely it's it ha- definitely geared for mature audiences." So say I right. want to say it <laughs> because I, I can't because you know. The oh, oh yeah, of course, right? obviously, yeah. It, 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 it is right behind. She's, she's, gonna pick up, she's gonna pick up enough bad habits from you already. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> like she already got in my mouth as is, and I'm just waiting until she gets older. <laughs> I get that call from the principal's office or whatever teacher, be like, "Mr. Best, do you know what your daughter said to me?" And I'll be like, "And you know, I, I, I'm play dumb. I'm like, no, I don't know what she said to you, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what she said. <laughs> and you know that that part of me is gonna be." That that proud father, but then I'm gonna have to do something. <laughs> be like, hey, <laughs> yeah. you can't say that. You know what I mean? But when people talk that smack, you know, in shooters, it hit a lot harder than it does in fighting games. You know what I mean? Because okay. the the smack talk in a in a shooter game is above and beyond the stuff that FGC says you know because it is what it is you, right. you know how it goes when you play these, these call of duty <laughs> anyone online, ever had an xbox have you played with, halo within the first two seconds right <laughs> you know somebody's telling you the n-word and like, hey hey calm right. down. you don't even know who i am right man. exactly <laughs> you know so, so I, I definitely get it so yeah i mean i was surrounded like my whole team was all white people mm-hmm. but it is what it is. You know, you prove yourself by when you sit in the chair with, with your keyboard and mouse and you, you go to work, you know. And they treated me as I treated them. That I, I treat you how you treat me. Okay. And that's how with my mom priest, she's like, treat treat others how you want to be treated. 
And which you definitely but, carried to this day and, and into the FGC. So what 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 got you specifically? What what t- tuned you in into fighting games? Like what was the fighting see, game that did it for you? It was the very first fighting game that I actually sat like I had grew up in the arcade era. And you know, Street Fighter Two was an arcade. Everyone's lined up for it. It was crazy. Right. You know, I love I love me some Street Fighter, but I think when it became Super Turbo, that's what fully drew me in on the Capcom side of things. You know, and plus Mortal Kombat was still around, was like out and about. Mm-hmm. So, but I never was really into. I I play MK, but I wasn't into right MK. Like Street Fighter is what brought me in Super Turbo. Uh and then we get to the uh when the Alpha series came out, Alpha Alpha 2 probably was another game that I yeah. really enjoyed. So it was like it was Super Turbo and Alpha 2 were probably my favorite two of, of the whole franchise. And then Alpha 3 came out, was really into that. And then uh, Samurai Showdown 1. Okay. That was a Sam Show was another game that I really, really loved because of the character diversity, uh, the moves, you know, graphics was hitting, you know, was Neo Geo was, or SNK, whatever you want to call it, was, was, was trying to emulate what uh, Capcom was doing. Right. So going to arcades and, being one in the arcade, I was I was one of you know the top players in the arcade. When people see me, they'd be like, "Oh man, here oh, he man. Is. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. You, you, you know, God at your local arcade, local bodega. Yeah, right. When you're God at your local arcade, and I had three arcades by me, so I go to one because I, I I dominated my local, but then I go to the other arcade to play the best of the best over there, and I go back and forth with people over there you know they give you the nod of respect and everything right and you know we start chopping it up about games and life because you know that's what the arcade scene was you know it was like you made friends it was a bro- you made friends in you, arcade, you made friends you know? over war you know so it was right. war first and then you know friends you know shoot first like, talk later hey like and you know arcades is the original money match you know like hey yeah. While this game's going on, friendships on hold. You know, after this, <laughs> yeah. we could talk, chop it up, and all that stuff. But while we playing, I I got I gotta take you off these sticks. You know, when was the first time you was humbled in a fighting game where you said, "Damn, I'm not that good as I thought I was." Because I think we playing. all go, go go through that when we when we we're good in our locals and we beat all our friends and we can beat mostly everyone on neighborhood. But then there's, you come across that player and that player humbles you. So bad, like you really have to rethink how you play the game. I thought I was the shit at X Men vs Street Fighter. I had my my Ryu and Cyclops was on point, mm-hmm. and then some uh, dude showed up, never seen him before. He straight washed me, <laughs> and it wasn't just like. All right, I'm doing the best that I could, you know. Like, all right, the first game, all right, you know, blah blah. The second game, second and third game, I was like, this dude, is really, all right, you know, I gotta dial it back a little bit, you know what I mean, and re, you know, rethink your stuff, and you know, you take like I tell people, you're gonna take L's, 
you're always going to take an L in the fighting game. Mm, always. It's always the matter of fact that the question in the L was, what can you do better? How can you go forward to get better than the person? And what can you learn from the experience? You know what I mean? That's just how I view an L. And that's why I told the guys, I'm like, look, ain't no one... I'm like, we all gonna take some hard hells in these get in this day. And yeah, there's people you should lose to, and there's other people you should have uh that you're you who are naturally better than you. Right. But I tell people I'm like, look, especially in this day and age where everything's recorded, so you can go actually go back and like look at a YouTube video or a highlight or whatever and like sit there and actually analyze what you did wrong because you know back in the day there no. there was none of that none of that so um so, it's like so you this happened this was and this was like before fgc right this is like right you get, you get mm-hmm. this rehabilitating loss and like what do you do you push through do you, do you want to learn more do you eventually beat this guy do you see this guy again i literally he ran through the arcade. Okay. And I little, you know, I kept playing him and I eventually did beat him, but it took me a little bit. And, yeah. you know, afterwards we chopped it up and I was just like, hey, how do you do what you're doing? He's just like, you know, we're talking about data and this, that, and everything. He's like, well, what you were doing was, you know, this is punishable. That's not, you know, I like, you know, before, so, he's, so he's hitting you for the first time with data talk, right? This is new to you, right? Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, so he's hitting you like, with like you're, you know, you're, you're negative, and you're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> that like I did not like for the longest time. I did not know that was like a thing, right? You know what I mean? Like the whole data and all that stuff. I was just like, I, I just look. I was a person that looked at what I saw on the screen before frames and everything and you can kind of tell like hey right. you can get this looks like has some recovery or this should right. be punishable this that and the other you know what i mean but i did not know there was like so much death right into a fighting game i i think for me the first character that made me think about data <sighs> before i even knew what data and frames were was fighting against sakura and alpha 2 Mm-hmm. I think she had a, a lot of like plus moves, a lot of like what, what we now call plus moves and stuff. But like we used to look at her and say, the word we used to use at the time was, "Wow, she has no recovery in the stuff that she's doing," and like especially with the with the uh, with the tattoos. And you know, we we were like, "Damn, it's really hard to fight her. What do you do?" You know, because like, every time I try to do something, she's hitting me. You know, and that's when I first that's before that's before before I heard of the. Of, of of the frame data terminology that we use today, uh, right? Th- that was the first character that made me think about what am I doing because I'm like, damn, I can't do anything against this character, and mm-hmm. uh, for for and for 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 that reason, I hated fighting Sakura in Alpha Two for a long time, um, you know, and 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 then of course we go on and we get involved in FGC, and then we learn more things as we as we go. So mm-hmm. so how do, how does so now at this point you okay you're kind of like this is X-Men Street Fighter years. When, when do you, what, what are the things that start like happening for you to get involved in the FCC community at least locally? 
See, what happened was I knew eight on a break existed in Jersey because I'm originally from North Jersey. Mm-hmm. But I never got to go down there, especially because I was I was at Rutgers too. And that's the thing that hits most because I was like, I'm at Rutgers and this great arcade and tournament stuff that's going on is like a hop, skip, and a jump right. away. So I had no clue about that. And I also went to school at Morgan State in um, Baltimore, Maryland. So the mall had an arcade. And I know I came across like Rugal, Steve Harrison, Coop, and all of them at some at like time and time again at the arcade, but I wasn't buddy buddy with them. It wasn't until I saw them like later on in Xanadu that I was like, they were like chopped it up. They're like, didn't you use call arcade in Maryland? I was like, and I, at the at the mall, I was like, yeah, when I was in school, they were like, you, that's why you look so familiar. You, you but, were beating them or they were beating you at the time? No, they were beating me. <laughs> like, those, they're, they are gods at CBS 2, Marvel, Street Fighter, or like everything they were touching, they were amazing at Marvel 2 and all that stuff. Um, But as far as getting involved in the FDC, it hit when I moved to Delaware in 2008. Uh, 2008, I moved in Delaware. Then, of course, you know, Street Fighter uh, 4 comes out in 2009. Mm. So for intensive FGC purposes, I'm technically an 0-9er. All right. Technically. But I played, you know, your old school games, so they call me an OG 0-9er right. is how I would – label myself i guess i'm in the because same boat because i i didn't participate in the community for many years before uh right street fighter 4 came out but i knew even mm-hmm. in the 90s i used to read about uh john Choi, mike right. watson ricky ortiz uh arturo sanchez in the late 90s in magazines you know right you um, know you read all about them guys in the magazines and you're just like man you know this is kind of crazy. I, I basically like, grew up watching Sanford play Tekken three, uh, mm-hmm. you know, before he was known as a Capcom guy, you know, right. stuff like that. he played he played KOF ninety eight too. So it's like we all had that journey, you know, uh, of, of different ways we get here, and yours is just as unique as everyone else's. And you you get here, it's two thousand and nine. Street Fighter four is in the house. What happens next? Street Fighter four is in the house, you know. I go to my local GameStop, and that's where I meet Boog and Decent for the first time, like ever. Was, was, it, was, it, was it you just bumped into them, or was it during the? They the were at the GameStop, and you know we, uh, the GameStop, you know they had their little tournament and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know I went all out for Street Fighter Four. I bought, I bought the game, then I bought that, you know that the tournament stick that came. Mm-hmm. That that they released that that first one, uh, for 360 because that's what I was playing on. It didn't have a well, PS3 at the time. Was that the horrible one before Mad Cats came in and fixed it? Nah, that was a Mad, that was official Mad Cats one. There was one that the, like big, the one that came out that was really bad, and then Mad Cats kind of fixed theirs and made it like that first initial one with the Street Fighter Four with the white buttons. The oh three, yeah, those, the, oh the the, the, the TEs. 
Yeah, the tease. Yeah, yeah. There was a stick before yeah, the tease. No, no, nah, like I caught horrible. myself. I, I got, yeah, the stick before the tea was terrible. Yeah, I remember that. But now I got me official tea stick, and because that's what I was used to playing Street Fighter was on a stick. Mm. You know, a whole arcade thing. Like, yeah, I played on pad for a little bit, but I was just like, stick stick feels more natural for Street Fighter. Like, to be honest, Tekken Tekken's the only game I'll, I'll play on. I'll, I'll play on pad. Everything else is is strictly stick because Tekken on a ps2 uh, playstation pad is 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 very normal and feels right for me because that's all i played Tekken on was on was on pad right street fighter street fighter was always on stick and arcade and all that and so i i get the stick and everything you know decent and boo and plus this is back when uh the srk forms were on and popping right that's okay. Forms you know, that have been popping for years, actually. Yeah. Um, very. It used to be very active for them. I don't know about today, but because mm-hmm. you remember SRK forums was where everybody went to to talk about meetups and uh, tactics and techniques and articles mm-hmm. and F- X Y Z. So that's where I found out that Delaware actually had a little bit of fighting game scene because. I hooked up with them, and then I was induced to Nas and Ninja CW because we go to Nas's house every Friday and play in his basement. And you know we run there from Friday night. It literally be from like six, seven p.m. to like three to five a.m. Like religiously every Friday, Friday night, and you're playing like the first death sets. Mm-hmm. with everybody like you're trying to get good at every you're trying to do this that and the other thing but it's when marvel 3 came out is when the delaware scene kind of thrived because Nas was more into anime he played blaze blue uh melty blood you know that's where he knows arturo and spooky and all them from melty blood days and all that mm-hmm. so Marvel 3 comes out, that's when new people started coming out to the Delaware scene. And then when it turned into Ultimate, that's when even more new people started coming out. And, you know, Street Fighter kind of went to the to the back end because yeah, sure, sure. everyone was playing that Marvel 3. Like, everyone was playing that Ultimate. And, you know, Nas and Boo were literally our best two people in... Uh, Marvel. I remember. Um, I remember when uh, Boo came up to uh, Bums one year and, mm-hmm. won, and won the whole thing. Yep. And I'm like, how oh, y'all who's the D <laughs> to DMV uh-huh. like that, man? Like y'all supposed to be the gods, and I, I, I believe you went off about it too. I think. I think you might have, you know, popped off a little bit about it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely remember you know, when Kenny came up. Yeah, Boogan Decent, they're like, yeah, we're going up to the house. And I was like, I was going to go, but I had to do some other stuff. So they right. went up there and Boog ran through the house. Yeah, and Boog was like legitly our best person, but he would always squander in pools, like drown in pools. One of those, so yeah. he was like, he was always one of those people. Like he could play and hang with some of the, the top talent, you know, and take games off of them, but he would always drown in pools. Like he beat Noel Brown 
time. He beat Noel unknown PZ, I think. Because, you know, we, those are some uh, names. We, those are some, some Northeast names that people don't know, man. That, that was a Marvel. Those are Marvel names up there, man. We, you know, there's a big rivalry between the, the East and the West. I think collectively over a larger area, we had a lot of better players. And we told people, and I, and people didn't know, I was like, don't get, don't let Boog have a, a X Factor level three Wolverine because he will make this comeback with Wolverine. And he was legitimately one of the first people, like one, if not one of the only people that made Wolverine look amazing with X Factor level three. <laughs> Wolverine he, is amazing. He had, he had all his combos down in point. He went X Factor hit. And I'm like, you're gonna, I'm like, you're not blocking. <laughs> and of course, the little slide into the DMs, as we called it, <laughs> OTG. Like, slide into the DMs, OTG. Yep. I'm like, here we go. But he, he, he legitimately was one of the best. Wolverine players and Delaware's uh, character was always Taskmaster. Okay. Everyone in Delaware had a Taskmaster. Even I had a Taskmaster. That's wasn't up. a great Taskmaster, <laughs> but everyone in Delaware had a Task knew how to play Taskmaster at some degree and uh, at point. You know what I mean? There was a lot of a uh, lot of little Northeast rivalries in, in Ultimate. Uh, where would you rank Delaware in terms of region? You got New York, you got Philly, you got the Northeast. I'm always going to say New York was number one when it came to to Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, New York was always number one in anything for the for, most part. For a minute, yeah, and for then, a minute. And then it would go down to the DMV because Unknown, PZ, and uh, Hoshin were, were, yeah. were, solid, were, were, were solid players from there. Uh, Philly, you had Demon Heo. Geo Braun. Geo Braun. And uh Greek, who is the only I can't remember his name for the life of me. Played Ken. Got top eight of Evo. Oh my god. I think I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name. Fuck. Oh man. His name slips the hell out of me, but I see him when I come to events, you know, so you know the 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 region and the areas had a lot of good talent. Yes, but for some reason Cali would always edge out people. Yeah, Cali had that that you know well well the first okay yeah the first champion was Viscount. Viscount right. was the first Evo champion. Then I think it went to Flocker the next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Flocker? Then who champ? Yes, Flocker, Viscount, Flocker, Champ, Wong, Wong. Then I guess it was uh, uh, KBR, 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 Chris, and then uh, Ryan V. Chris LV. and uh, Ryan uh, LV. Ryan LV. Yeah, so those are like considered like the gods, more or less, of Marvel over the, over the course of mm-hmm. its of its duration. But um, you definitely had some guys out for the. I, I used to. Between it was like a, a freeway going to a, to a big event. Uh, I remember the one year. I think it was the year Ultimate came out, and they weren't prepared for the registration at um, at the Sheridan. And it was oh like, lord no! It was like it was like five six o'clock, and they're still yeah. registering people. The tournament didn't even start. Yeah. I, I, oh, remember, yeah. I remember like it 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 didn't finish. The pools didn't finish until like maybe four or five in the morning. 
Yeah. Or something like Cause that. Because I remember that year because that's when like everybody came out. It wasn't just like, you know, nowadays it takes like these big money draws and everything to, to get people to show out like, hey, a tournament has to be in like the Capcom Pro Tour or Tekken. Right. Or has a thousand dollar pop bonus. Like has to have this pop bonus, you know, to get people to come out. Because you know, back in them days, there there wasn't all that coming right. around. And because the money you spend going to the event, you probably break even coming in the first place. Right. <laughs> so so and but but now yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it, it kind of spoiled the, the 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 competitiveness when like people won't come out now. If there's not a a, a pop bonus involved. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, yeah, that as 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 much of a nightmare was for that. It, for that to happen in the event, I think I think it's kind of the thing you kind of sort of want to happen, right? Like in, in a sense, you kind of want to have so many people coming out to event to, to win and compete. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I know that definitely your region was great in like the team the team tournaments. You know, you guys had a lot of synergy definitely in that department, and you will, you will win or place high in a lot of those team tournaments when they were huge. There was like 20, 30 teams. You know, and Marvel, and it was always like, you know, Maryland boys, you know, up up there all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if it wasn't like a killer, like, a killer New York City team that won it, or maybe sometimes a West Coast team would come out. Right, because I'm like, we go to Xanadu every legitly. If it wasn't a monthly, because you know Xanadu used to host weekly events every Friday and Wednesday before. All this stuff happened with uh, Spooky blowing up and NYC. You know, there was a weekly that was going on in Xanadu that, you know, the New York Cats would come down to. Right. So we were getting a lot of exposure to the New York players because, you know, New York would crowd would come down and then, you know, we come up there to play them and stuff, you know. So there's a lot of experience that was coming given up given to us and we we're fortunate to 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 have that experience but um New York would always do the thing and then Maryland would do their thing I mean boo won a uh boo would only win a Xanadu if uh PZ wasn't there because he because other than that, it was just like a PZ there, PZ's gonna is gonna wash all of us, you know. It was like PZ host and unknown and uh meat. Those were like the top four people in the in the Maryland, Virginia scene when yes. it came to, to Marvel. It was just like these four guys is here, it's gonna it's gonna be a bloodbath. But fortunately enough, you know, experiences with them showed us a lot. You know, but it's always like the locals, man. That's what I tell people. I'm like local torn. I'm like if you have a local, go out and support your local. Right. Because locals always brought out people, and you would come across people that you would not see ever, or as their first time. You know, you gotta make them feel welcomed and stuff. You know, to get people to keep coming back. But i i i miss these those the, the classic days we uh, all do, man. This is the hype. in the car traveling you know before before we had kids you know because that's what most of the adult like most of us upper delaware that's what we have as kids right like me 
Uh, Boo, Boo's got two. I have my little girl. Uh, uh, decent got into a serious relationship, so that pulled him away for a little yeah. bit. Uh, it is what it is. Not, it's life, you know. Life, you know, continues. No, like, like, still life happens. happens, you know. Yeah, like we still trying to get together here. Like we we were getting together here and there just before COVID all hit and everything. And I know decent and Boo still still play face to face. You know, do the online stuff. You know, but we haven't had a, a, a in person meet. In a long time, when it was just like just all the Delaware boys just together, and I, I like I said, I missed them Friday nights. I get off of work and go straight over to Knox's <laughs> house after work. Call, call, call the missus. Be like, hey, how everything good? Cool. You know, I, I see you sometime in the AM. You know, <laughs> and that, that, that's the one thing. I would say I was blessed with is, you know, my wife, you know, she always would support everything and she always had my back, you know, and that's rare to find in in these days is someone that's ride or die, you know. Of course. It's important. It's so important to have someone that supports you, you know, especially when you're on this path, not realizing that what you're doing is going to is going to grow and expand. And right, become something beautiful. And in, in the case of you, um, when does this artwork become dynamic B works? Like you're in the community, you're 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 known as the B guy right now. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're you're heavily invested in in the Delaware scene. You, you travel, play a little bit, go to events. When, when does DCB start to happen and unfold? Like when when DCB starts to unfold, it was like probably like 2014 ish like after i done like traveled everywhere you know after like i don't i meet like every like to this that and the other thing because like i said he gave me my first table of summer jam uh 2000 uh summer jam seven then nec rolls around uh, that's the NEC that Larry comes to for the first time because that was actually my first final round. Like my first, uh, my second final round, he gave me a table. At the very second final round I went to, I had a table with them. Then that opened up going out to NorCal Regionals, hanging out with Choi, Seglia, and Canada. Uh, so it just all like goes full circle. So I meet them, go out there, then NCR opens up going to Northwest Majors, hanging out with Chris and Alex and all of them guys. And I'm just getting around and around. You were just jet setting at this point. You're like, you're everywhere, man. Then comes uh, in Gaming Generations. And if you don't know Gaming Generations, Gaming Generations is a company that provides all the tournaments uh, systems for just about every major Smash event for CEO, Evo, Combo Breaker. Mm-hmm. And I get met with uh, Evan. Love that guy to death of me. Evan is the one that got me into Evo, my very first Evo. Okay. Because before Artist Eye was a thing, I was working out at a gaming generation booth. Like he gave me a table in the back 
because you know game generation sells uh evil mer- like all the evil merch and stuff right and also prior equipment and everything so he gave me a table he gave us a table in the back and that introduced me to evil experience for the first time nice before like i said before artist alley was there i'm like one of two artists before artist alley was a thing at evo and it was always like a staple like i become like household and fdc and people always expected me like expected us to be at an event you know what i mean right like hey you see that dcb logo on stream you know they they there in some capacity whether i'm just like there chilling at a table or hanging out or whatever i'm like i'm always there so it's, it's probably like 2013, 2014 when, you know, it goes from me being known as DCB or uh, Curtis, if you want to call me by my government and all that stuff. So that's that's probably that, you know. That's what's up. Um, you uh, you mentioned Evo a couple of times. Uh, I know there's a lot of people in our community that never got to go to Evo. And you've been to a few. Like, what is, you know, forget all the the drama of this year about that. Um, drama aside, what what is Evo like compared to other events? Evo is an experience. I tell people to go to Evo. If you haven't ever been to the Evo, just go to Evo one time, just yeah. to experience it out. You know, yeah, it's in Vegas, and you do, and like everyone thinks that you can just. There's nothing to do to gamble, but gamble in Vegas, which is not the truth. There's a whole lot of stuff to do in Vegas. But Evo, from a fighting game player standpoint, probably the hardest tournament to win because it's random. Like, your first few pools are random. And especially if you have an early morning pool, there have been cases where people don't show up to their early morning pool and... In, in in some cases, you only fight like two two matches yep. and you're out of pools. You know, I've seen it. I've seen it and heard it happen. Definitely. Like I said, it's the most randomest and hardest tournament to win. But you can make yourself, you can make a name for yourself Definitely. at Evo just because of the sheer numbers. And if you drop someone important at a tournament and the losers and stuff, it, it, can, it can solidify you. You know, but you, you, I, I've definitely seen it where Evo is probably the one tournament where there's always a guaranteed upset mm-hmm. in some game. In each game, probably there's an upset. Yeah, you know the way it is. Like I, I, that's for me. That's always been one of the more exciting things. Even if you don't go to Evo, just to watch it and hear that oh, your favorite player got bodied, you know, in pools or didn't make the top, make it out of top, you know, one twenty eight. Whatever, mm-hmm. when they're projected to be a top eight finalist, stuff like right. that, and so that's always been because you get a lot of people. For a lot of people, that's their only event. Right, so it's it's yeah. two things, right? It's people that are in the community that don't go at all, and then there are people who are in the community, sort of in the community. This is the only event they go to. So mm-hmm. these are like unknown players that are in these pools that no one knows upsetting you, and that's not even including, you know, the international players which you love. To praise, right. <laughs> and we'll get into that hey. definitely, you know. But uh, yeah, that that's definitely like you said, an experience uh, to behold. Uh, because you have, that. you had X Y Z person, you know, this is the only event they go to, like you said, 
Then you have the international folks coming out deep to uh to Evo. And you know, you got your well-known international players that you know you got international player that you never heard of mm-hmm. putting up counts of dropping bodies putting in left work. and right. You're just like, who's this person? It, it was like uh like like Tekken Master giving Sonic fits. Right. Uh, was it uh, Evo uh, twenty uh, sixteen? Mm-hmm. Giving him fits, you know, he had my man take off his, his whole gear, with something he never did. He never broke a sword on anybody, and here, oh. here he is, you know, oh, you know, he's always smiling. For those who don't know, Sonic Fox one of the best Mortal Kombat players in our community. The dude and, usually up. runs through a tournament smiling the entire time. This and... guy. Named named after a game he's not even playing. He's, his, his name is Tekken Master, and mm-hmm. he's he's pushing this guy to the limit. He takes the game off in finals, wipes the guy's f- smile off his face. You know, he, he, he the guy basically takes off his clothes and gets serious. You know, to finally okay. gut it out. But but it, it, <laughs> it, he it's like he's saying dope. You know, but also the other thing is Sonic's from Delaware. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, yes. I know. Yes, yes, yes. I'm from Delaware. Dragons from Delaware. So I tell people when we mess around, they're like that Delaware hidden temple, hidden <laughs> hidden land, the hidden land of Delaware, be producing killers. You yeah, know, man, definitely, but, definitely. But like I said, Evo. If you don't go, you just go to just go to one, just to yeah, just to get say. a feel for, it. just yeah. to say like, hey, I've been to an Evo. Yes. For sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, man. As, as we were saying, you know, we get to the internationals and international play, and uh, for us in the community, you know, there's, there's no secret that uh, on the world on on a worldwide stage, we get whooped by international players, particularly uh, the Japanese players. Now, this is where you come in, <laughs> and if I had to guess, this is when uh, you're basically fed up. With American gameplay, you're tired of rooting for the wrong team. When 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 does this start for you? When do you go to this to these events, and, right. and you get the flag, and you know what? You know what? It's time to be a turncoat. All right. Here's what happened. Like, <laughs> let me, let me um, let's go. Let's take it back a little bit because I always, you know, gambling's always a thing, and after you see event, right. For those that don't know, uh, there was, for those that don't know, there's always money to be made and exchanged, <laughs> and in exchange. And you know, we had that whole side bet community in in any at any major before, especially before the whole esport era and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want. We still do it. We still do it today. We still matter. do it, but it's not a, it's not as much right as it, it used to be. So. I remember this is the one big thing. I remember at uh I think it was the East Coast, it was a East Coast throwdown. This is back when Team Complexity was the thing with Champ, mm-hmm. uh Champ, Combo Freen, Mike Ross were all on uh Complexity. Okay, Complexity, yes, I remember Complexity. And I remember Sanford versus uh Mike Ross. And this is Street Fighter. I'm, yeah, this is Street Fighter Four. Okay. Uh, game was on uh, main stage or whatever. The match was on main stage. I'm sitting up front. 
you know, all of New York's there. Combo Fiend and Champ sitting in the front row. Wong in the other side and all this stuff. And I just scream out, who likes Sanford? Everyone <laughs> turned at me. Like, you really about to bet against the king on this? <laughs> on Mike Ross's Honda? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go with him. I'll ride West Coast till till proven otherwise. Because I was like, they came over here for a reason right. and about to win this tournament. <laughs> so I took all bets against Sanford. And shout out to the homie Sanford. He's still in my home to this day. We talk about wrestling and everything. Mm-hmm. Mike Ross washed Sanford's <laughs> Everyone looked at me. I had this the biggest grin on my face. And I collect I don't want to disclose how much money I collected, but let's just say it was enough. That was my it? weekend <laughs> to cover your expenses for the weekend? Yeah, my whole weekend was paid for <laughs> off this whole off that whole one match. <laughs> and everyone just looked at me, they're like, You really just did that? I was like, Hell yeah, I just did that. <laughs> I like, I'll do it again in a heartbeat. And you know, we just sitting up there exchanging money left and right. And the whole principle of the whole side bet thing is a a handshake is a legal binding agreement yeah, basically, yeah. in the FPC. If it's whether a physical handshake or, or the, the air, air handshake, <laughs> it is a legal binding contract <laughs> that I've seen people duck out of time and time again. Oh, of course, of course. But you always make sure you pay up your debts and all. But, you know, after a while... You get tired of seeing your favorite American players just getting beaten by international players left and right. And the reason why is because my my belief on why American players are getting beat by international players, because in American players like hide information from one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're just trying to trying to win. Be better. Yeah. Just want to win. If you looked at like uh Daigo, uh Daigo, Mago, uh Takedo, yo, those three would enter a tournament and be guaranteed top three. That's how right. that's how strong they were all the time. You're looking at Fudo and all them, mm-hmm. and you looking at like Japanese like Twitch and all that stuff, and you just see them all in their like tournament or whatever. Yeah, they're grinding it out, but they're exchanging information with they, one another. They play and train with each other. You know, it's, it's right. crazy. You know, you, and you mentioned what like, four four of the five gods, which is left out. Um, Haitani. Yeah, you know, I'm like you looking at all of them. They're like playing, training, exchanging information. Like nothing's being held back. Right with them and even if they don't know you or whatever you're over there you're getting information as well too and I'm just like why don't we have this over here and I'm like I'm like why don't y'all exchange and try to help each other out nah everyone's all got their own agenda like don't get me wrong I know everyone has their own agenda and everyone's trying to be the best of the best but I'm just like if you want to get good, you're going to have to go through 
the gods or someone else for another country. Right. And XYZ. And I'm just like, I'm getting tired of y'all Americans just and they, they dominated. They dominated. Right. I think the only one that I, I to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, that gave someone like like Daigo a really substantial loss was like out of all people like Jago and like yep. Caesar's beatings, you know. Yep. Um Stuff like that, so it's like you, so, and that's the only like rule. I'm, I'm sure they've lost maybe once, right? Or twice, if not to each other, maybe someone had a good day. But those guys for years dominated the Street Fighter Four scene, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much to, to the end, you know. And uh, you know, you just get I was just like, I'm tired of cheering for y'all, I'm cheering <laughs> for them, and then what uh topped it off is when uh. Because, you know, I kept saying, you know, America's never going to win Street Fighter at an Evo. Right. Like, hold on a sec. Which, by the way, has held true to this day. Uh, no American has won Street Fighter Evo. The closest we've come to, I believe, was Punk in second place. Yep. Uh, so that that statement is true. To this day, no one has won Street Fighter at Evo from America. Because I was like, one day, everyone's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, we we gonna win Street Fighter, this, that, and that. I was like, it's not happening. I'm just like, when you had, uh, I'm trying to remember the Rose Player. From uh, was that the rose player? From who? Which one? The rose player that won Evo. Oh, against... uh, uh, Luffy. Yeah, Luffy. When Luffy beat uh, who did he beat? God, I forgot. It. Was it um, uh, Sagat from Japan? Banchan. Um, yeah. When Luffy beat Banchan, I was like, "Y'all let them. You let. He let France. France. <laughs> you let Europe." Get a championship over before. Yo, and, and we used to crap on Europe. Like, yes. we were to Europe at one point where Japan was to us. Right. You know, with the exception of maybe Ryan Hart, you know, when it, when it came to Street Fighter 4. Um, yeah, we, so for, for context, the, uh, the way the U.S. used to get defeated at Street Fighter 4 in tournament by Japan, we used to kind of hand no disrespect to Europe. But hand them their butts, you know. Uh, right. Besides, you know, one or two players, right? Know. So I was like, Ryan, Reinhardt, you know, God among men. Yeah. I'll never. Yeah, yeah, of course, Reinhardt. You know, I, I wish I can get I him. Have, I want to get him on the podcast one day. I have nothing negative to say about Reinhardt. Very but, chill. But they skipped their place in line that year, man. They, right. they, we were supposed to get that before. <laughs> I was sitting there. I'm just like. Everyone's like, this is going to be our year. You know, we got Snake Eyes, Ricky, this, that, and the other thing. You know, this is the year. This and mind happen. you, no disrespect to those guys. Those are some of the best players, you know, especially during the time she fought for. So, of course, you know, it would be okay to root for them, you know, to win it all eventually. You know, but like you said, Luffy came through, you know, with the Rose. <laughs> and then I started clowning. I was like, and I'm like, what? I'm like, Europe. Has one to your none. Prove me wrong. Everyone's like, 
man, DTB, I got nothing to say. I was like, of course you don't. So then we get into the uh, the infiltration era <laughs> of Street Fighter 4, where Korea was put on the map. Even though Korea was already good in Tekken, yeah. but they weren't. Yo, but nothing it was nothing. Japan. Infiltration hung around. He, he took him a while before he won. He he had a couple right. top eights, you know. Um, I I remember the I think it was 2011. Uh, I, I think he had he had the Scully on that year. Uh, I forgot mm-hmm. who who he was playing, man. But um, I think that was the year you had the the Chung Lee player out from California that had that one uh good year. Uh, and he made the top eight. It was a black hit. Um. I forget his name. He he didn't stay in community long. Uh, that but that was I think I think Gamer B was in that top eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was pretty interesting. But yeah, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. I'm like infiltration. Then we had the infiltration years, mm. a dominance, a evil, and I'll go on record in saying Street Fighter Cross Tekken, probably the last best game Capcom release. We, we, we discussed this. We discussed this, yes, and you and I recently. Because cross-teching, for those that don't know, that game has so much potential. Yes, the gem system messed up stuff, and the tournament pack came out way too late. But as that tournament pack had came out like a, like a year before, people still be playing cross-teching right now. I think uh, so, yeah. Cross-teching teaches you the essence of a fighting game, how to play neutral, how to play footsies, how to properly space, how to properly zone. You know, it taught you everything. And in the way that things were shaping up, the whole team aspect, that had a lot of potential for fighting games. Because, I mean, had that game stuck around and the team aspect was still a a thing, that could have been some... uh, some capital yeah. dollars could have been brought in and more notice and on to the to the to the FGC. Make a part two, maybe. Right. <laughs> but we go into the, the infiltration years a dominance of uh Street Fighter uh, Ultra Four was the last, you know, that uh 2015, uh, mm-hmm. 2016, uh going on and five comes out right everything's gone everything is still five new game but same results you know america getting washed (laughs) then you know punk comes around but we're not yet we're not yet not yet yet because what happens is uh i think it was because you and i both went to 2016 evo yeah was that the debut of the flags? The twenty no twenty fifteen was the debut of the flags. Okay, because this is before uh uh twenty fifteen because uh twenty sixteen was the first year they were uh, Street Fighter Five was the first year right. they uh Evo moved into the uh the Mandalay Bay Mandalay for the Bay, yeah. Sunday the finals year. and stuff. Yeah. But 2015, we were over at the old Hilton, uh, the LVH, if you want to call it. That's when the flags came. Okay. Because I remember uh, Gamer B, 
what I remember Gamer B and uh Infiltration were playing uh PR Balrog and Knuckle Doom. Mm. And before <laughs> the arena, you know, we're just in a big layout auditorium right. for, uh, for yeah, finals day. And there was two aisles where people can get up and walk around on Sunday. So I remember Gamer B was up, had his flag raised high <laughs> in the sky, walking up and down the aisle. Which is, which is captured on the streams if you ever watch it. Yeah, it was, which was captured on the stream. And then Gamer B's wife took a picture of me holding the flag. <laughs> then... When uh, Infiltration was up, I think it was Infiltration versus Bog and Gamer B versus Knuckle Doer. or it might have been flipped. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So then when Infiltration was up, I walked up to <laughs> did the same thing with the Korean flag. And everyone, I got so much heat, it, it was so funny. Now, now, did you ever get real heat about this? Did people really get upset at you? Nah. No? The, no the, one really. No not, one ever got once. upset. Like, not nah. once. Cause it, it seemed that way at times. It seemed that way. People are really disgusted with your with your uh, uh, player choices. I, I no, I and know, then, I know, I know. Okay, if people didn't get. If people weren't actually upset at you, they definitely had heated discussions with you about it. Yes, they had sure. heated discussions. They're like, "Why are you selling out?" Like I'm like, "Prove me wrong." <laughs> when it was my way of motivating them, I'm like, "Look, and you want to prove me wrong?" And I, I got that. I'll stop. I'm like, I'll stop with these flags till y'all actually win Evo. <laughs> that was definitely so then, your way of motivating. I, I, I got that right away. So. And then I remember at a, a final round one year when Haitani was playing Justin Wong. <laughs> I stood up in the back with the Japanese flag. <laughs> after, Justin Wong, after Justin Wong lost, they zoomed in on me holding the flag. <laughs> so, and then uh, the one year Evo... Before the first, they were doing promo for the first Evo Japan. I'm yeah. holding up Japanese flag. <laughs> of course, yeah. I'm on a promo for Evo Japan with the flag. People hit me up. They're like, I was like, why are my messages blowing up? My notifications blowing up. And people were like, yo, yo, they're using you for promo for uh, Evo Japan with the flag. I was like, oh, damn. Okay. Cut you a check, man. Cut right. some, some royalties, man. So, yeah, I would always like hold the flags, and everyone always would. See me in the crowd, they're just like <laughs> you heard like a lot of commotion during like finals at Evo. It's just me being me. And I'm like, get this American trash out of here. Like <laughs> this and I'm like, it's cute that America's trying to play Korea's game when it came to Tekken. Or it's cute when America's trying to play Japan's game when it came to Street Fighter. You know, that yeah. that that that's where it all comes from, you know. But it's all in good nature, fun. You know, I was very respectful with the flags and all. Of course. Like, it wasn't no whole, like, hey, hold the U.S. flag upside down. I'm like, no, 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 no we're we not never doing that. that. Not, not, not trying to. Never disrespecting any flag. Get, people getting disrespected and stuff. It, it was right. all good nature, fun, you know, all part of the character and all the draw heat. But yeah, I, I took some photos with Japanese players. While holding the flag, I had like uh, when uh, when uh, what's the name? One bison, 
Black Bison player. He uh, uh, for Project. Um, yeah, Project Problem X. Problem X. Thank you. Project Problem X one <laughs> had UK flag. Pass it up to uh, his homies. I was like, here you go. Celebrate. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that. that's two for Europe. <laughs> and zero, still zero for America. And oh, then, man. Will we ever and, win? Will we ever win a street fighter? See, here, here's the thing. And, and we're close, right? Keep... We're close. Yeah. We've, we've won Capcom Cups. Right? See, can, here's we... the thing. And, here, and here's my option select that I always tell people when it comes to the Hill DCB thing. I was like, yeah, we'll never win Evo, but we got Capcom Cups. And I'm like, they put Capcom Cup available to give America hope to win a major event because they definitely weren't winning Evo. And and speaking of Capcom Cup, when the homie Knuckle Dude won Capcom Cup, and shout shout, out to Knuckle Dude, he's cool peoples. Because... I stayed, you know, heel DCB stay forever talking shit. Right. Disrespecting USA players, this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> Less than five minutes after he won Capcom Cup. Oh, man, you must have got the notifications blowing my up. My notifications were blowing up from Facebook. <laughs> and I was up in Jersey hanging out with uh, my brother on uh, that weekend. You know, hadn't seen my brother in and a little bit now, you know, I, I drive up to Jersey, kick it with him. Then I'm on the way home, and you, I got my music playing, and I'm on the turnpike just chilling. Then uh, we had to go uh, pull over to the rest stop, and I'm like, "Why is my phone going off left and right?" Because it was on vibrate or whatever. I look at Facebook; it's like 125 notifications, and I was just like, "What the, what the hell?" Open up Facebook. <laughs> Message from Knuckle Dude. All that <laughs> shit you was talking. That's what he posted on my wall. And I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to hold that for right now. I ain't going to respond to shit. I got to think of something to to, 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 to option select out of this. So I'm like, we're we going we gonna to hold this till, till I get home to, to actually marinate on a, on a proper response. So the whole community was Basically like, wins. pitchforks right. against you right now. Right. <laughs> so I get home and that's when I was just like, you know, they only make Capcom cup for America. Right. <laughs> and everyone just like, you always find a way, man. You always find a way. I was like, it's the truth though. <laughs> Oh man, so much fun, so much fun. Now, I can't remember probably because I got traumatized. But what was what was the situation where you used me as an option select? <laughs> oh, that that was just that was just something that that came to mind, you know. And I told people because it was what that NEC or whatever event was at. Uh, I think was it was people, people was were approaching you about the things you were saying. It was Winter Brawl. It was the following Winter Brawl when we were at the uh, casino or whatever. I don't know if it was NEC or casino. NEC, NEC was a casino. Yeah. I had my Just Do It t-shirt that was <laughs> custom made with the knuckle do and the summer uh, guy will do on the uh, flash kick. Yeah. Got a picture with knuckle do, thumbs up, American flag and everything. You know, 
everyone was just like, I can't believe this guy, man, <laughs> on on this whole America kick and everything. But like, I'm like, what, man? Amer- I I believed in you guys, <laughs> you know. I was like, they're like, but I was like, look, we good for right now. <laughs> so then I was just like, let me spin this thing a little bit more. You know what I mean? <laughs> So then I was just like, who else in the community that I can know that I could like put this whole thing on <laughs> and like pin it on him and you know, just as a joke. And then I seen you and I was like, that's it. <laughs> I was like, it's Rodney, dog. Wasn't me, man. So everyone was just like, Really? Dude, they got yo, pictures people, of you and everything. People like, believed it, man. Right. And that, and that was funny. and that was before the Photoshop. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I told I was like, look, all black people look the same. That's all I said, man. <laughs> I was like, look, why do you not two black people big, you know what I mean? You know, same hairstyle, you know, it, it wasn't me. Curtis, they got pictures of you on the prompt. It wasn't me, man. <laughs> I wasn't there. I was at home. I was home cooking bacon, dog. What you wanted to say, man? Who did the Photoshop? Was it you? Oh, it was Steve. Oh, it was Steve. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Well, he's right here. Yeah. Steve did the Photoshop. I said, up Steve, I was like, yo, Steve, take this photo, put Rodney's face on. You going to show the photo? I don't even have, you, you have to have, I don't even know where it's at at the moment. I was like, yo, Steve, take this photo, put Rodney's face on, holding the flags and everything. And Steve was, Steve was like, oh, hell yes. And Steve was bugging out when I told him this whole thing. And I posted that thing on Facebook, and I'm like, it was Rodney, dog. Like, Kurt, but they got videos of you on YouTube and everything. I'm like, it's Rodney, man. It's up? I was. You have it up? <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't even at that event that weekend, man. It's <laughs> like, like, dog, I just seen you in Philly. I'm like. I started getting a little nah, messy. Like, you really said that stuff, man? I'm like, oh, man. What the trick you? Come on, man. I was at, I was at home. And that went on for quite a bit. Know, right. At, and I was like, I didn't even know there was an event this weekend, dog. You know, that's what I would tell you. Yo, I had people I didn't like, even know walk up to me, man. Like, yo, man, you say all that stuff? I'm like, I, I thought I was going to get jumped. <laughs> you know? So, I, I was like, this is perfect, you know? So it was all good fun, you know what I mean? It's, it's all fun go. and games, man, at the end of the day. I was like, yo, Steve, Photoshop Rodney's face on it. <laughs> you know, make it look legit. There you go. Oh my god, man. Set up. Everyone <laughs> dying. I'm like, hashtag it was Rodney all along, dog. <laughs> I'm just look, man, I was at home chilling. <laughs> I didn't even know Combo Breaker was on that weekend, dog. Like, what the hell Kurt, you were just in the hotel room? I was like, <laughs> what does it wasn't me, man. I was home. Oh, I, was home cooking bacon. I know um, we're all suffering through like COVID and it sucks, especially for our community because we're really dependent on that offline camaraderie uh, and just coming together. Like, aside that, what do you miss the most about not being able to go to events? Real talk, like, I meant, like, I just miss like the late nights at events, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, the after. Like after the day one, the day two, you know, when it's just like the staff and like close friends and we're just all there 
you know, talking, drinking, fellowshipping, you know, that's what I miss the most. That's like, and that's like, the, like it's like, it's like, it's like another side, right? Like you come there and you're watching like the, the best players in your region or country, whatever, going at it. And then that's one aspect. And then you have like the after tournament, right? After day one, the day two, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the casuals being played all night, just getting together, having a drink, a bite, you know, talking, hanging out. These are all things that are all part of the tournament. It's like one big party that, that keeps going, you know, surrounding fighting games and, you know, it never ends. And that's what's so cool about coming to these events, man, that I, 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 I would wish that people who, who still are part of this community, but never had the, the gumption to come out, you know, hopefully when this is all over and things get somewhat, some, some sort of normalcy again, we, we do this and you, and you guys come out and see what you're missing. Cause it's just so much fun and, and you get to meet crazy people like Curtis, who, you know, is going to, you know, welcome you in, into the community with open arms, man. Right. Some of us like we're a very open and welcoming community. And I tell people this, I was like, we're probably the most welcoming community out of all communities, you know, like, yeah, you're going to have to like prove yourself to like get, get like respected and all. But as far as like a welcoming place where we want new people to come out and bring their friends and, you know, that's what FGC is about, community. And that's what I miss the most is just shooting the shit, hanging out with y'all face-to-face, like whether games are being played or not being played, you know? And shout-outs to uh, uh, one of my favorite things about the Big E tournaments was James MK and and uh, R.I. Rest in Power uh, remix Nelson man. Yeah, it's Rest in Power. Me, James Nelson and me. After every Saturday night, after May, uh, the late night Saturday night, the three of us will be outside, just chopping it up for like three, four hours, knowing we got stuff to do on Sunday or whatever. But mm-hmm. we would just be chopping it up for like three, four hours, like nothing. And then when Nels passed away and uh, James and I go to uh, the first uh, Winter Brawl where Nels not around, it just was that weird, surreal feeling like, this dude, like, is actually gone, you know what I mean? Right. Like, just yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, like, I didn't know, know him, like, you know, the New York cats that played Marvel 2 with him and everything, but when we would just chop, you know, we just talk like no time had passed. Right. And yeah, we'd just be bullshitting, having fun, drinking and other stuff, you know, but it hurt. It really hurt to hear when he passed away and it just like mess with my head a little bit, you know, and the, and the same can be said about blue Jay rest in power to him. He passed away from COVID. Yes. Recently, you yes, know, blue Jay would always, I made him a, a cable bead that that was his man's. I made him a cable bead sprite. And every time, he would uh, see me at a big, because I only, I only would see him at a big events, because, you know, he was always playing Marvel 2 and stuff. Right. He's like, oh, man, we're going to have Marvel 2 stuff in stock, Brian. You know you got support. I was like, you know, I got you, man. Just let me know. 
what you need. He knew you would, that's the that's the thing he would always joke tease me about was any E tournament. Where's the Marvel Two stuff at, man? I need another cable. I need Psylocke. I need my MSP dog. Like you got you got to hook it up, man. Like Curtis, hook it up. So that hurt to hear you know what happened to him, and I I, I was a little upset. You know, I, I couldn't say officially goodbye to him, right? Because the whole situation, like the COVID, yeah, COVID was just like uh, it sucked, man. And and, and but, for those, those that don't know, it, it's it's weird. Such as a small community, but we're also close. And if, right. if we don't know someone directly, we definitely know someone that knows them. And it's like, right? You know, I I personally didn't know the two gentlemen you mentioned uh, before, but I definitely heard of them, and I know their their contributions to the community and. I don't have to know the person to know that that they'll be missed, they'll respect it. And it hurts me too. It hurts me too because they're still somewhere, they're extended family. You know, they're, they're part of this community that, you know, for, for all its downs, it has a lot of ups too and a lot right. of things to be proud of. And so, like, you hear a lot of negative stuff about the community, but the positives always outweigh the negatives. Mm-hmm. And, like you said, we're like one of the most. Um, tight knit communities, like yeah, it's small, and you see people at various tournaments and stuff, right? And you know, you see one person, you get to know them, and then you see them again, you still talking, and then you form like long lasting friendships and bonds, like over these years. You know, like I said, I watched a lot of people come and go in this community. Watch a lot of people grow up in this community, like Sonic Fox, for example. Sonic Fox, we, we all watch him grow up. We all we all watch Dominique grow up to mm. see what Sonic has become in this era of FGC. He's, and, he's still young with a lot a lot more to go. Right. So such a, a prodigy of what he's doing. You know, it's good mm. to see Sonic succeeding. But like I said, that's the I miss is just the chopping it up with folks more than anything. Right. Because I've been, so I'm always a social butterfly, as my wife calls me. She's you're, just you're like, the social butterfly. Okay. Yeah, she's like, you're so open and outspoken, and I talk to people even if I don't know you. You know what I mean? That's right. just how I, that's how I was raised. And I just, I just miss that whole aspect of, you and Steve just man the KPB station of a tournament in the back or whatever, and I could just come down, sit down, bullshit with y'all yep. between matches and stuff. Still something that we need and having to go Look, looking man, for it. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden the entire mix is gone mid-production. Like, how? How does that work? Look, man, I needed <laughs> that. But yeah, man, definitely. Right. Like, it, it's it's such a, a good feeling to be around these people, uh, and we, you know, end of the day, we all have our personal lives, you know, our joys and our stresses that we go back home to. But uh, as I, I did a, a, a earlier episode today, and I was saying that we we kind of come into this community to kind of get away from that, to get away from life just for a little bit. We know life is there; it's always going to be there, but sometimes we need an escape. And this was one of these things that really served a great escape from like the everyday norm and the everyday, you know, grind that we have, that's life, you know, for like a, a, a little, um, you know, excitement and fun. That's yeah, so what I tell people. I'm just like, everyone's like, 
I, you know, I have friends, most of my lifelong friends I've known since grade school and I'm still in contact with them to this day. And they're just like, you not, you've never changed, man. You're still gaming this, that, cause they'll hit me up about games and this, that like, yo, I'm about to get this console. What should I get? I'm like, well, you should get X, Y, Z because you know, cause that's how I've always been. And just like, you never changed. And I, you always use video games as a get, like, you know, they say video games is a, is a getaway from real life. And it's true. Right. It's like when you're playing that game, you're not thinking about uh, stress and other troubles and right. problems that you got going on. You're not thinking about the fact that the world is literally burning around you. Right. You know. And that's what, that's what I tell people. I was like, stream game, gaming's always been my stress reliever and my getaway from from real life issues going on because everyone knows me I, I don't really talk about politics and the whole uh, uh black versus white you know the whole race right. issues and stuff and yeah i could because of the influence that i have on people but i let other people that are more spoken or and you know better qualified to speak on that right then uh then uh than me you know like you for example I, i'll i'll tune in and watch you when you talk about the, those the the very sensitive issues <laughs> and stuff that's going on with the world and how messed up things are because you know i just, i just don't personally i just don't like speaking out on it all right is this is this something like it, it's it's hard not to speak on it for me you know i don't i don't blame anyone that doesn't uh, it's just that as a black person in this world, uh, it, it, it affects us. It affects us daily. You know, we, we go through a lot of it, you know, and, and everything. I sometimes feel even being black in the FTC is sometimes a little different. You know, yeah. Especially, you know, with the things that we do. Uh, Steve and I get into broadcasting the opportunities that are there or not there, depending on who you ask. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and those things, you know, I feel like, you know, Race plays plays a, a part. I try I try to dwell on it, and I, we we have a model where we like to let our work speak for ourselves. But sometimes it's right. not enough, you know. And I'm sure you're the same thing too. You you you've let your personality speak for yourself. You've let your work speak for yourself. Um, right. I, I I for a time you uh, DCB was officially li- uh, Capcom licensed thriller, yep. and I know I know you know we won't get into how that came about, but I know just having that. To you, I know that must have been like a, a sense of achievement for you. Right, it was a sense of achievement, and you know, and and to touch on the whole uh, black subject, I was legitly one of the only black sponsored, like, and uh, sponsors for tournaments and all. You know what I mean? And right. people just looked at me. They're just like, "Wow, you actually." And I was like, "Look, man, gotta gotta support where you gotta support people." that let me do what I want to do. Right. You know, that was my whole. I, I think it, whole... it's just you giving I, this community. I, I've watched just gives you so much love. And I, I like, and, and I know like for you as a good person, you just, you just give it back. You know, you don't, you get all that love. You can't keep it to yourself, man. You gotta, you nah. gotta give it back. And I, I tell people, everyone's looked at you like, you're still the same person where I'm like, look, because I'm like, I'm not going to let anything change me. I'm just, the same old me that you met right. when you came into the FTC till you know me as a kid to now, you know, I'm just like, 
my priorities just changed, you know, because I, I can't live for myself anymore. I have right. a tiny human that's dependent on me. And that that that's where everything is going to now. I'm just like, look, I got to provide for my kid. Kid right. comes before everything else. Of course. So that's why I'm out here hustling on these. Uh, because one these day kids. she's going to win Street Fighter. And you're going to be happy Hope. about it. <laughs> she, she wins whatever whatever she wants to do. I'm going to be there to support Of course. As long as, as long as I'm around, I will support anything and everything she does. Because oh, she's very full of energy and active, and she's very smart for her age. And I'm like, whatever she wants to do, daddy will be there to support her. Whether it's uh, some sort of sports, I'll be in the stand every home game chilling. So that's, that's screaming the young and top of my youngs, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> that's just that's what it is. Because that little one is my everything right now. Of course, I'm happy for you. Happy for your family and everything that's going on for you. Um, before we go, man, give me some some parting words, man. Some shout outs. Give me give me something. Uh, all right. Uh, honestly, I just want to shout out you guys. I appreciate you coming through. And hit me up asking me if I want to do this. I had no issue, you know, because it's just further more content to be created because we all are content creators and uh in this day and age and especially being uh people of color, you know, we always gotta support one another and uh further getting our brands and names out there in this world of, of uh media content creation and all the you know, the show that you know, there, there's there's room for everybody out here, and you know, people gotta grow and uh, support one another. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all all the tos that uh, held me down at tournaments and all. Like shout outs to E, Larry, uh, Rick, Kyle Breaker, Evan from Gaming Gen, uh, Chris from Northwest Majors, Choi and Seglia and Canative from NorCal Regionals. Uh, Jabali for our CEO, uh, Joe and Li Joe, uh, Li Joe and uh, John Johnny for ECT. Like any tournament that uh, and uh, the Texas community, I miss you guys a lot too. I was literally looking forward to Texas showdown with Jace and Javier. You know, people people that don't know like Texas showdown, probably Texas showdown Conbreaker are probably my two favorite tournaments outside of my region that I always like came into the support and stuff. Cause I've been with Colin Breaker since day one as a uh, vendor and Texas showdown been going down there for four years now, I think. Okay. So, and Javier has always treated me like one of their own when uh, I come down there. So shout out to the whole Texas community. Uh, shot y'all guys out, KBB. Y'all definitely fam. I appreciate everything and all y'all do for uh, for me. You know, like I said, anytime you want to have me on, just a uh, shoot. Yeah, man, we'll, and, we'll do more, you yeah. know, themed episodes to definitely get you back on here like, at some point. I'll definitely sure. just hit me up, come through. Uh, shout out to the, the homies in the DMV. Miss y'all. Uh, miss my Delaware community. You know, I miss all the FGCs, you know, all communities that know me say hello. Anyone that said hello or purchased something from me, like, over these last 
what eight years I've been doing this perler stuff. <laughs> like, so shout out to all you guys that have like supported me along the way. Um, I do stream. You can find me on uh, twitch.tv uh, slash dynamic beadworks. Uh, you can also follow me on the Twitter at dynamic beadwork. You know, I post up my stream updates and all when I'm uh, going live because I mean, do playing a lot of uh, Dead by Daylight because that seems yeah. to be like the retirement game for FTC folks <laughs> because a lot of FTC folks play uh, DVD. Uh, mm-hmm. If you did not know, uh, F- uh, Fnatic. He used Fnatic. to play. Uh, uh, yes. He used to play. He used to play DVD for a little bit with the homie uh, Ralph from yeah. the South, probably from Kentucky. Them two used to chop it up. Uh, Sonic Fox plays DVD from here and there. Like a lot of people in FTC play DVD. They all turn to me and look at me like, "You've been on this? I'm like, been on this game since day one." I'm like, "What do you <laughs> want to know?" So yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to the DVD community for welcoming me in, you know, and definitely shout out to uh, my fans, my family, you know, that helped me out, support, you know, I got nothing but love for everybody, you know, and uh, anytime anyone need me, my DMs is open, any time of the day, night, whatever you need to talk or whatever, just hit me up. I also want to shout out to homie Coach Steve. That's my Coach Steve. That, Coach Steve is another good person. And like I said, shout out to my DCD peoples. And that's about it, man. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Betts, aka Dynamic Custom Beaver, for coming on the show. I um, appreciate it, man. It's, it's, it's been a blast. It was fun talking to you, man. And we definitely got to get you back on at some point. You know, the shoot more shit <laughs> yeah definitely man just like i said let me know hit me up of course of course man. Always down man that being said this is bottomless prime one wish you guys a good day and we'll talk to you guys soon take care also thanks rodney for hosting my show <laughs>